This is Life Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Life Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise Life Nigeria. Hi guys, welcome to This is Life. This is the entrepreneur episode and I'm excited to introduce Morenike. <laughs> is that the way you're going to say hi with a smile? Yes, <laughs> hi, hi everyone, hi. My name is Boreni yeah. um, and I'm the CEO of Ukantik, the Zentra Design Company. Kiamaka. Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome Mark? to my channel. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Okay. Hi, 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 hi everyone. Emmanuel. Hi everyone. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming to speak with me. <clears throat> so I'm just going to say this quote by Adam Osborne. He said, the most valuable thing you can make is a mistake. You can't learn from anything from being perfect. I think I agree. So my dad always says that um, whenever you make a mistake, that it's like you're not paying for an experience. So it's like a valuable lesson. Mm. So you should always learn to not be afraid of your mistakes. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I've always strived to minimize the amount of mistakes that I make. <laughs> because I always I try as much as possible to learn from life, learn from people. So when I see somebody make a mistake, I learn from it immediately and know that, oh, okay, there's a pitfall there. I'm not going to do that because it will lead me to, you know, this. But what about you? Okay. Okay, I would say that there's some mistakes that you can't avoid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really in life and in business. You can't, you know, you, it's until you get in there. It's, an, it's your own experience. Yeah. Everybody's experience is different. So some, somebody might have made that kind of mistake, but you may have to make yours. So, yeah. um, so the key thing is to ensure that the mistake is not something that is maybe fatal. You know, you know lives are not lost and things like that. But along the way, when you've made that mistake then what did you learn? Mm -hmm. And how can you do it better the next time? So next time. mistakes are inevitable. I think I agree perfectly with her. Uh, and it's not just about making the mistakes, it's about learning from the mistakes because, uh, man, uh, madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So um, like, it, like she said, everybody's experience is actually unique. So you might make a mistake, and it was a mistake for you. I might do the same thing that you have done, and, and it wasn't a mistake for, for me. Yeah. So it works out for me. So uh, I feel like everybody's experience is unique, and you just have to live your life on your own terms and try to avoid like costly mistakes. I mean, make calculated, um, take calculated steps if you need to start a business, uh, look at people that have started it, look at the demography, look at their location, what can you learn from it before you can... Uh, before you take the step to make the same, um, uh, the same uh, to take the same step, uh, so that you won't make a costly mistake. I think that's just my own take on, on the quote. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, there's no no mistakes without learnings. Tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. You kind of uh, you end the day in a more positive way than you started, um, and uh, yeah, things get better. So, so how many people? Say, yeah. They have said it all. <laughs> 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 so how many people? have started here, have started a business and failed at it before, before <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, tell me your experience, Marika. So mine was, okay, it's funny because mine was, it was supposed to be with a friend, so it was our own business, but because she doesn't live in Nigeria, she lives in the UK. Was it a partnership? Yes, yes. So I was supposed to be the one running, so because it was um, Ankara for, um, bags, Ankara slippers, so she had the idea, you know, she told me about it, and I was supposed to be running it from yeah. EAS here, doing, you know, doing that, going to the market, so saying, speaking to the local people that would make it. Let's just say that uh, <laughs> we ended up wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if I would, you know, attribute it to my own business, or but it was b both of us, right? So we agreed that yes, it can work. It not work. It not work. It not work. How many started a business that failed? But in my business, I failed many times. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Yes, I failed in this current business. Yes, I failed and you know bounced back again, and I, I'm still doing it. Um, that's that's yeah. Um, Deep. That's yes, yes, crazy yes, to hear because, yes, like, yes. we all know, social prefects. The business, the mm -hmm. name is yes. very, very. And you started out in the um, 
tourism industry yeah, in way in Nigeria way way longer than a lot of other companies came yes, in and yes. you know you just felt like we could make money out of this or business out of this or let people have an experience so are you is it the pace pacemaker or the breakthrough curse because I hear that yeah, if you're the curse. yeah if you're the first <laughs> set of people to start yes first mover to start a business you can fall under the curse or have the advantage so yeah. what happened it's been both it's been both yeah so we've had the advantage you know everybody's like I only trust social prefectors because you know they've they started this and they've gone so far and they've done a lot of tours people yeah, trust them like people yeah people have you know like good things to say about you know the tours that they've come on and then also there's like this being stuck Mm. You know how, like, there are so many companies coming up now, even people who copied us, mm. or, like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, I'll just use that word, like, copied us, or, like, you know, uh, patterned after yeah. us, you yeah. know, the way we do our business, to do the, ex yeah, the exact business model and everything, and it seems like they're doing way better, they're more innovative, you know, they come seems. up with, like, seems, yes, seems, yes, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, they're more innovative, and they're doing better and all that, but we've still been able to stand out and be creative, mm -hmm. you know, like I said that, you know, I failed in this current business, mm -hmm. but I've been able to learn from, that's why I said mistakes are very valuable, mm -hmm. even recently, there was, like, a mistake that would have really broken us, and, you know, like, you know, with one of our trips, like, Egypt trip and it was crazy and you know they had a lot to you know some people complained and all but we still turned it around on that same trip mm. and at the end of the day they had fun and mm. still came back with great experiences and even one of the people who gave us like a feedback that you would think she would never ever and she's she's actually a big person in the country you know and you would think she would never ever come on a trip with us again has given us another job right now wow. so i took the learnings from that trip the feedback the long feedback she gave us <laughs> very long <laughs> i took it and you know sometimes good feedback is really good you know even if it seems negative yeah. just learn from it and so yeah that's what it seems like. uh, absolutely i i agree with her i think uh, conscientiousness is very important uh, like the person that gave you uh, another opportunity now must have seen something you did to try to right the wrong yeah. uh, or things that went wrong and yeah. uh, like but what business did you start uh, that field? Um, I mean I've started so many businesses <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur I mm. and I've done so many different things with my life even before I became a photographer mm. I used to cook at some point wow. I used to play Scrabble wow. uh, I was at the world championship for Scrabble wow. uh, yeah. can we give it a uh, <laughs> I mean, I was a computer programmer. Uh -huh. I, I used to design websites when I came to Lagos. That was the first job I got in Lagos. Uh, I used to, I mean, I used to work at so many different things. Now, I'm into archery. I was into photography. But that's even the part of my, like, passion, not even business. So it, something about me is I, I've always, I've noticed so many things about me. Uh, number one, I'm a very individual person. Uh, not that I don't work too well with teams, but um, I, whenever I start something, I always, like, go, 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 go. I mean, I can stay up all night studying. But if I started with you, for instance, your own pace of development might not be the same pace that's at which I want to progress. Or my goal in, the, in starting the business might not be your own goal. And then there's a conflict there. And that's one of the things I've seen starting businesses with partners. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the things I've learned from it because what they hope to get out of the business might not be what you're hoping to get out of, it, out of the business. I started a, a software company before it failed, not because I wasn't a good software developer, but just because we weren't aligned uh, on, on the goals. And I mean, I've started so many businesses, and like she has said, uh, I've learned from failures even in the businesses, even in my photography business. Uh, I fail a lot of times. And, I mean, the failure is just controlled, but I learn from it. I'm like, okay, yes, so I won't do this again. Next time when this kind of clients come, this is what I will be able to do. If I can't deliver on something, I need to say I can't deliver on it and not be sentimental about it and want to say yes to everybody. So if you, if you need to say no, just say no and stick with it. Don't, I mean, so I, I, we learn every day and... Even still, I mean, we learn more from failure than uh, from our successes, actually, because when we succeed, we're comfortable. Yes. Uh, but when we fail, we need to, we want to do better. Mm -hmm. So I start businesses like every other day. Like <laughs> I started a business last year, and this year we're doing, I mean, we're doing thousands of dollars every month in, in business. What I mean, business is this? Um, so um, it's a business that serves photographers, so yeah. I paint and sell backdrops. So we sell backdrops all over the world. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Even in Nigeria, we don't have a lot of sales in Nigeria, yeah. but we have a lot of rentals in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So we, we created the rental model for Nigeria and then the sales model for for exporting backdrops. So I mean, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're <laughs> doing. Yeah, so that's that's really just my take on it. Yeah, and your experience? So failure, I think it depends what the objectives of the business were in the first place. Um, if you're, from my experience alone, um, my first registered business was um, while I was in full-time employment. So I didn't necessarily set out to say, okay, this is going to be my retirement project. It was more about <laughs> learning and getting used to it. Um, and invariably, that was probably one of two or three businesses that I, I ran well being employed. So I don't think my entrepreneurship experience or journey started until probably this project and this business and um, even now I'd call myself a, a small business owner perhaps rather than a, an entrepreneur but in terms of um, failure um, every one of those businesses that may not have taken off at least um, semi-failed or, or failed small in their own right um, as opposed to being something that caused problems or because failure is such a, a negative word it obviously comes across yeah. as yeah. what comes with that but in general they've all been learnings. So, um, Funke, you have one of the, if I dare say, the biggest <laughs> events company in Nigeria, Sapphire Events, and you are... The round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you run like five events a day. A weekend, you're like maybe on ten. And you dance at every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to know the business you started before this that didn't work out. That didn't work out, right? No, actually, the business that I started was in events, so it wasn't just a, it wasn't a business that was um, on its own. It was just a business. So you know, in events, you can do many things. Mm -hmm. So I have multiple. For right now, I do. Of course, we do the. We have the Decker company. We have the rental company. We have so many parts of the company. The what? Planning. Yes, mm -hmm. and the planning. So, so it was in one of it. So we, we had done a project where we thought I wanted to go into, you know, um, um, <laughs> you know, the way you're like, you know, she's like, ah, in my mind. In my mind, you know, so, you know, we're going to get like, you know, robes for the brides and have like t-shirts and, you know, things that they could wear in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, sometimes when you start something too early, the market isn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. So the market, yes, yeah, so the market wasn't ready for that at that time. Now, everyone does it now. And now we are not in that space, so we've left that space because it's not our, it's not our, you know, sometimes you also have to understand what you can succeed as in, in the business, right? You have to understand your own strengths and weaknesses and look for the people, the right people and the right team. At that time, it was too early and it didn't work out. So we just walked away and cut our losses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chemaka, so when you were speaking, you talked about, you know, other businesses um, taking your exact model, building mm -hmm. their own businesses of yours. And I'm like, you know what, at, this, at the same time, in business, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because uh, principles, uh, business principles and success should be replicated. It, can, it should have a blueprint. That's to show that you're doing something right. Because there are a lot of billionaires now in Nigeria who are running businesses that we cannot replicate. We don't yes. know how to, because mm -hmm. businesses principles should be universally yes. replicatable. Um, but you also said, um, you know, you talked about burnout. And, you know, maybe because you're here and a lot of people are always co coming with, you know, innovative ways and, you know, you just feel stuck. How does an entrepreneur take their business or turn it around or bring something new? What do you, what's that process? What do you have to do to do something different with Zafai? And I know you've done, that, you've gone through so many processes like that. I like that question. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for 19 years. So, <laughs> so, you know, to still be relevant and still be in the game where every new person is an event planner every second. I mean, we even have a training school where we train event planners. So I think the key thing is to understand why you are in business. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's the reason? And every single time that you need to always, you know when they say, you have your goal, you have your vision, but you change your strategy. Mm -hmm. So you must constantly change your strategy. You must constantly understand that you can't do things the same way. You must be innovative. You must always want to be innovative every single time. Because, I mean, the industry has changed. Like, if I, when I look at the industry, I'm like, wow, 19 years ago, this was not where we were. Absolutely. But how do you still stay relevant? So you have to surround yourself with a good team, 
people that share your vision, people that want to constantly, you know, do better. So you must always want to do better. You must always want to say, where are we now? No, we're not doing it. We're not good enough. We must do better. Even if you think you're number one, what is the next step? What is the next vision? What is, do you want to go global? Do you want to do things, you know, the, the trends, follow the trends? What do you want to do? So you just have to, it's very, it's, it's something that is very deep because you need to dig deep on the inside of you because sometimes you want to give up. You're like, ah, I'm tired. Look at what I'm doing. Ah, everybody, everybody's an event. Mm. What do you have? So strong team, great vision, change your strategy, rebrand, reinvent. Ah, reinvent. So me, look at everybody. Almost everybody here is very young. I'm the almost like I would say I may be the oldest. Mark, I think I'm older than you as well. You're my sister's friend. But guess what? The key thing is that reinvention where I can still sit on the table with you guys and I'm still we're still relevant. I think that's what it is. <laughs> you know, so again, so because I know um, sometimes, especially in, you know, with Nigerian, with Nigerian space, most times the CEO, the visionaire, is the one that always comes with. You hardly find systems where it's is an employee that is saying, "Yo, I think we need to go in this direction. This is where I'm thinking we, as a company, because everybody, nobody, very few people have the ownership mentality. Even if you're working with somebody, you should see it as yours. Now, but so in creating those new strategies, what do you do? Do you take time out to travel? Do you, you know, is it a spa day or is it three days in a dark room? What is that process? Yes. Like? So it's a it's a it's a lot of process. It's long. Mm. So we but we're always constantly thinking of how to do it differently. The key thing is you need to listen to your team. When you don't listen to them, they won't give you ideas anymore. So they come and say, oh, we need, I think we need to do this this way. I think we need to do it. Sometimes we go on breaks. Sometimes we, we have to go on holidays. Sometimes we go on retreats. But the key thing is there's constant training. There's constant teaching, learning, empowering. And then they have a voice. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times when your team don't have a voice, they'll just be looking and be like, okay, what is ownership mentality? Maybe we're going to be here together. But when you carry them along, and I learned that more especially even during the lockdown, where we had to carry everybody along. You say, you know what, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. I fail, you fail. We fail, we all will. So how do we come out of this? And everybody even came up with new ideas and new concepts that got us out of lockdown and even new businesses. So it's that putting, you know, like, oh, and then also thinking about how does your team work? How do they like to work? Some people don't like to talk. Some people like to write. Mm -hmm. what, what, what do they like? Find it and then go and just pull it out of them. You know, so... I, I think I, I agree perfectly with what you said. And also I'd like to add before I forget that um, number one you've talked about digging deep so i think self-awareness um, is very important like not just starting something before because everybody's starting it and then just going with the wind that's the that's the thing you need to uh, have the passion for it then what i will also say is have the mind of a baby um, so we we tend to, we tend to get carried away when we're professionals mm. uh, about things that we did when we started when the passion was young like um, when I started photography, whenever I'm cooking, I'm always taking pictures of the spaghetti. When before I put it in the pot, then after I put it in the pot, when it's ready, I take a picture of it. Now, everybody got time for that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I barely even cook. Not to now talk of uh, taking pictures of my food. I just want to eat and get out of the way and uh, get the next job done. So we tend to forget the things that we did when we were young. I mean, I used to carry cameras around everywhere. So you never know where the opportunity will come in from. Today, I didn't even carry the camera. I deliberately even leave cameras so that somebody won't come and say, ah, you have the camera. Take my... Do you understand? So we, we need to keep that mind, the mind of a baby. Um, it keeps you curious. Like, okay, what can you do better? How can I improve this? How can I get better? And I think that's one of the most important things that we need to uh, cultivate. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with both of them very, very well. And one thing I'll add is you have to be customer-centric. Like, when you're customer-centric, like, you always listen to your clients. What do they want? Like, what's the market scene right now? First of all, you have to research. So research on, for example, in tourism. What are the new trends in tourism? What are customers, you know, like, where are they going to now? What are the new, basically, trends? Mm -hmm. And then always listen to your clients. Like, what are your clients saying? Like, what are the feedback you get? Like, I, I mentioned earlier about feedback that I got from clients, and it really helped. 
and now she's come back, even though there was like beginning a, a bad experience, but now she's come back because we listened to the feedback. And then also just keep listening to your clients. You know, what did, what are other companies doing as well? You also have to look at your competitors somehow. You know, don't pattern. There was one, I, I worked in a company and they were always too competitor focused. You know, when one does something, they want to do another thing. One has bought bus, they are buying a coaster. This one has bought, they bought a car that they are buying keke. No, not that. Don't always, you know, like be too, um, you know, focused on your, on your competitor. But also, you have to watch out what, what are they doing, you know, what's new in the market and all that. So, I believe being customer centric and also being focused on what your competitor is doing somehow, yeah, just to work. Yeah. So, I'll just add, you know, and it's based on what um, Antifunke had said about teams. Um, I noticed that um, there was a time a few months ago that I was just like, I think maybe they call it creative block, right? I just couldn't move past a certain. Mm. Um, so, but I was thankful because of my team members, right? So, from the onset, we always carry um, team members along such that they also brought... So I can tell you that maybe for like almost six months, most of the designs that you would see was not necessarily from my own head. It was from like, you know, combination of, oh, what do you think, what do you think? And I think that that's like really important. There's one quote that I really like, which says that individuals play games, teams win championships. Hey. So um, just having that like at the back of your mind, like it's like it just really just helps me, you know, to put perspective, um, you know, yeah. with that. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. Amit Kalantri said, Entrepre "Entrepreneurship is not a theory; mm. it is an experiment." Mm. And in Nigeria, <laughs> what we've always <laughs> what we've always had is, you know, we've always had beaches. Mm. And Mark, why did you think we needed or? We needed another one. So I think uh, we, what we needed was um, perhaps to take away a little bit of the stress of the beach experience um, and the ability to stay over safely, securely, um, in, a, in, a, in a nice environment, being well taken care of. Um, and I think that's what we brought and what we decided was lacking. Uh, we had a couple of holidays, Millie and my wife and I, um, Turkey, Ibiza, before we set up Jara, and it was all all-inclusive experience, and it just, it just made sense. It's the ability to go not think about anything, leave your wallet at home and just indulge. Um, wow, I can come without my wallet? Exactly. Oh my You've got to pay up front. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but once you're in the gate, that's it. We're, our staff are just focused on making sure you have the best time ever. Um, and on the basis of that, we have, uh, we've, yeah, we've created something that is relatively unique. There will still be beautiful beaches, other beach locations, but... Um, yeah, I think we're, we're happy that we can see. You are indeed. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think... Good, good, good. Enough of the food! Yeah, enough of the food! I remember my team you did, yeah, yeah. for Christmas, yeah. um, for our um, end of year retreat, yes, and we had a blast. Yeah, looking on the table, it's, I think all four of these guys have been um, in some respect in the last yeah. year or so. so I, myself and my wife were um, planning and hoping on coming, but it was just fully booked. Like, yeah. for like, I try a day first, then, yeah. then move to mm -hmm. you know, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, a rich investor, a lot, well, a lot of rich investors say, don't start a business with your own money mm. how true how practical is this um, and I also have found that you know the entrepreneurial experience abroad is different from the one here in Nigeria <laughs> but you know what do you think about that Emmanuel? Uh, well I think like you've said you've rightly said the experience there is different from the experience here um, here I think it's a jungle <laughs> um, rich investors will tell you that because they have leverage what if you don't have leverage? What do you f I mean, you're starting from ground zero. Uh, then you just have to make it work. Um, eventually, when you're at some point, then you can now scale and say, okay, well, I'm getting a loan. I'm servicing this loan. I mean, it's, it's bank money. I mean, it's other people's money. But then it's, in I mean, it's just some sort of investment too that you're making and you're paying a token on, on top of it. I mean, it's not so... Um, at some at at different stages, I'll say different rules apply in this country because I mean nobody will give you no bank will give you money to <laughs> to do anything. If you, I mean, and if you are looking at collecting people's money, just you need to have like a track record at least so that you know you're not creating um, a problem that you cannot solve for yourself bigger than what you're in already. So typically, I would say 
uh, if you have money that even if it's small, just that's what you can start. Mm -hmm. Then when it grows, then you can scale with other people's money. But my advice, my experience, that's just it. Okay, the way you're nodding your head, you're like, <laughs> yes, I started with my money, a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. I think it also depends on the type of business. Yes. You know, because there's some businesses that you probably would probably need some form of investment. Yeah. But I think that people would like to see what have you done with even the money you have? Mm -hmm. What have you done with what you have? What have you done? What have you put on, you know, on the table? What equity? What what are you doing? So I, that's what I w I would say. So I mean, people get away with you know, spending some investors' money. But I think also, you know, also for even anyone that is listening to us, I think that people also need to learn how to start small. You know, start small and scale, as you said. So people want to start big. People want to leave big. People want to, I mean, deprive yourself. There's delayed gratification. There's so many things that you can do without the big money or starting in a big way. Even when you look at the people that have the investments right now or do it seemingly doing big, people didn't know them. They started small and now they can attract investors. So that's what I would just say. A new life is here with Enterprise Life Assurance, our decade of experience in the West African markets will help you achieve your dreams with peace of mind. Visit www.myenterprisegroup.io forward slash ng or call 0700 Enterprise to know more. Enterprise Life, your advantage. A lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs start out with so much passion and they are just like C ah, I want to do this, I want to do that. And they feel like they're literally the only ones in the world doing what they're doing. And so sometimes it actually ends out, like ends up in burnout, mm -hmm. ends in tears, mm -hmm. you know. What has the journey been like from passion to profit? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like you're speaking to me. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a journey. Like, so I started out very, very passionate about tourism, you know, like, I didn't travel so much, but I, I went on so many excursions, you know, growing up, and I was just really fascinated about all the places I went to, and I'm like, Dollar, Dollar, hey, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> oh my God, Ibo, Ibo, calm down. Oh my, okay, yes, I'm like, Dora the Explorer, and this coming something at home, wondering tendency, WT. It's like mm. a sickness. Mm. Like I'm always wondering or going somewhere. And, you know, I was always just passionate about exploring. And then after um, NYO, after NYC, when I was working my first job and I started making some money, <laughs> I started, you know, exploring more outside Lagos, just within Nigeria. I was covering a lot of nice places and I decided to start documenting these places. So I started out as a travel blogger you know, documenting the places I was going to. So people started asking, can I join you? Hmm. And that's how the business started. Wow. People were like, can I join you on these trips? It looks so exciting. Like, you know, you're taking these nice pictures. You're, you're climbing these rocks. You're in this waterfall. You're, ah, please let me join you now. You know, show me the way and stuff. Like, is this place really in Nigeria? Can I? Okay, then that's how we started because we recognized that there was a problem. You know, I recognized there was a problem. <laughs> Not really back then. <laughs> anyway, so I recognized there was a problem um, and I decided to solve that problem. So I was very passionate. I was very, very... And I, I did a lot of things out of passion and lost money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't, at first, I didn't start out with a business plan. I didn't start out with strategy. I didn't start out even having a vision or a mission. It was just like, let's go. <laughs> you know, from, from exploring myself to people asking, can they join? And, uh, and I'll put out a tour the first day. And that's what we actually still celebrate as our anniversary. And we turned six this year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, you know, people just said, can we go? And then I brought out one tour and that's how we started without vision, mission statement, <laughs> without a business plan, without anything. And somehow that was good and also bad. Good because, you know, there was now no single laid out plan to just tell me, this is where you must go. There were now so many opportunities that I could explore. You know, if I started out and I said, ah, it's only Nigerian tours, then I'll be Nigerian tours up to now. Not the Nigeria. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Insecurity issues, one side. 
so many issues, you know. I want to have explored out the, outside the shores of Nigeria. I want to have been doing all the things I'm doing now. You know, there were so many opportunities. So, like, the passion was what drove me. But then, you know, of course, you have a team that have to be paid. They are not coming from the same passion level as you are. No. You know, they have families to take care of. They have to feed. They have things, they have lives too. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay your staff. And then also, like, you have to pay your team because you need a team to grow. Yes. And then also, you know, there are so many other projects you have to fund. You have to grow as well. So you have to invest in your business. So many things you have to do. So obviously, you have to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to make money because you have to live. You have to do things. You have to feed, you know. So when that hits me, after losing money a couple of times, and after I just let's just do this tour, but I'm just going to you know have fun and take people out and meet. So I'll be going out and taking pictures with them and having fun too. <laughs> you know, when I realized that it was beyond that, you know, we're helping people, we're helping them to you know explore, we're helping them to distress, we're helping them to solve things like anxiety problems, we're helping them to network because you're coming on tours, you're meeting people, yeah. you're having an amazing experience, you're exploring a place, you're you're seeing a new culture, so many things about travel I didn't want to get into now, you know. But when we realized that, it was beyond that. So that was when, you know, I now started talking to, like, a consultant, you know, um, started taking my business more seriously, employed, you know, some people, even if some are not on, like, full staff basis, because sometimes you can't really do that all the time, you know. Just know what your business is. Know your business and know what you can accommodate. So... I first started out very, very passionate. I'm still very passionate, but obviously, like, profit has to be made now. So, yeah, that's it. Michelle, <laughs> you have finished all the points now. Which <laughs> <laughs> one are we going to say? Well, it's amazing that you even mentioned um, um, networking because some of the people that I went on the um, your social prefect trip three years ago, I'm sure I'm still friends with more than half of them. Mm. Yeah, till today. Oh, yeah, nice. exactly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so for you? Ah. Wow, 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 wow. So I think that what happens is um, most times when we start out like that, we normally don't understand like the business side mm-hmm. of what our passion is. Yeah. Because so, for example, if I'm, maybe if I bake, for example, I, I enjoy baking for myself. I'm eating, you know, I'm enjoying it. But when you now, the dynamics of having to now bake for multiple, multiple people to sell and then, you know, having like, you know, um, clients, you know, artisans, vendors, stuff like that. Like the whole dynamics is different. So I think that um, for me, um, I would say maybe it was just maybe like three, the business is eight years now. I would say maybe like just three years that I would say that we now like, let's say break even and like started making like proper serious um, profit. All, all along it was just, you know, having to make an ends meet and just, you know, putting our foot um, on ground. So I would say sometimes some people start off on the first day, and they start making all the profits. Um, and then some, you just have to, you know, get the experience, you know, um, have the track record. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, clients just start coming um, right, left, center. I was watching a video, uh, interview with Jay-Z, Warren Buffet, and mm-hmm. some other, you know, white billionaires. <laughs> Everybody was white except Jay-Z. Yeah. And all of them are, of course, older. And they were like, oh, you see, to get success, uh, this book, I went to this school. I did this. I applied this principle. I did that, you know. Oh, I knew when to get into the stock market mm-hmm. and all of that. And then Jay-Z said, the only thing I did do right was that we didn't give up. Mm-hmm. What has been the worst day in business for you? For us, I think ours probably came in April, actually, when we had, um, I went to, now that I think about it, there's a lot to choose from between <laughs> between the COVID times. We'd only been open for three months before we were closed for three months. Then there was the, the xenophobia riots. There was the NSARS riots. There was everything else that sort of even hindered our business operation and, and trying. In April, we had quite a serious fire um, in one of the buildings of our main um, and our plot for the staff and admin building, and I actually thought we were going to be closed for many months. Um, so that was incredibly tough. Millie and I happened to have a, a day off on that Wednesday morning, and then we got a phone call through. So we rushed, and fortunately, traffic was the, the kindest, kindest it's been for a long time. So we managed to get to, to Jarrah in a pretty short time and, and saw a lot of devastation, saw a lot of very upset staff and um, guests to manage. Uh, fortunately, we had an amazing team. Um, they all pulled together really well. Um, and our local villagers, our neighbours, really helped us on that day. And fortunately, we were closed for just one day. Uh, we rearranged and refunded. Uh, we got the CCTV and the internet back installed 36 hours later, and we were, we were back to normal-ish. But then we've been fighting it since, or trying to sort of get ourselves stable since. So that was, that was tough. But again, you just bounce back. You focus on the fix, 
focus on the future and uh, and again learn from it, which we did. Yeah. <laughs> Worst day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you're looking and you're thinking of like, oh my god, that was someone's that was really bad. You know, I think that for me, my, uh, I would say the worst day in business was a few years ago when I planned an event that went terribly wrong. And when I say terribly wrong, I mean terribly wrong in, in, the, in terms of I didn't understand the client. I didn't understand the environment. And I didn't understand that I needed to, the dynamics of the family and the people that I needed to cater to. So there were too many forces against the event. And... The event went wasn't it didn't go well, in in our own terms, like into in, in, into our own standard. You know, we have a very high standard. You know, in Zafaya. So for us at that time, it didn't go well. But, um, and I cried. I went to a corner, stayed. I cried. I sat down on the floor, and I was so upset with myself. But at the end of the day, you know, after the event. A section of the guests who we thought thought the event was a disaster, thought the event was amazing, and I thought, how can you think this event was amazing? But I said, well, thank God, and they thought it was amazing, and from there we got more jobs, you know. But during that period, I un I realized that I took some things for granted, so I didn't understand the stakeholders, and that's when I started teaching my team, was about six seven years ago, how to understand the stakeholders in any event. Everybody is a stakeholder, so don't think that you've, you've pleased one stakeholder and you think everything is okay. There are people that are out to get you. I didn't know people were out to get us. You know, when you know, I mean, you're living your life, yeah. and then you're thinking some people are just out to destroy this event. It was very bad, mm -hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, we were able to overcome it, and we're able to even um, with our clients, with that particular client, do more things. You know, so I would say that was that was like the worst, <laughs> really. You know, yeah, and it wasn't in Lagos, so wow. uh, yes, it wasn't. It was not. Uh, well, um. <laughs> That's really crazy, but I would say we've had a lot of bad days, but um, I think the worst period was for, for me personally was when we lost some piece of equipment. Mm. Um, and it was really, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's just equipment, but then it's crazy because they're expensive. Mm. And for, for me, it wasn't a worst day, it was a worst period or time mm, yes. because... At that point, what happened to me was I was just like, mm, this photography thing is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just sell the other equipment. And, and I mean, I make all the money back. But I mean, it was, it was, it was a trying time because even when jobs were coming, I was reluctant to take up jobs. I was, I mean, it was, at, at that point, I, I got to that, yeah, I got to that yes. stage where I was just like, Mm, yeah, so what is it? Please, I don't want to worry. <laughs> but eventually, I got over it. Uh, I just, I just realized like I still have equipment. It was mm -hmm. not as mm -hmm. if it was to, everything was totally lost. Mm -hmm. I still had some piece of equipment, so I started using. Jesus. And I just thought to myself, okay, well, before I got these new equipment that are shocking me so much, I used these ones mm -hmm. to create magic. Mm -hmm. What happened to me? Mm -hmm. So I just revisited. I, I got back mm -hmm. to, I got back to my senses, and I was just like, oh, this is still amazing. I mean, people. At that time, people were still saving up to get the what equipments that I was rejecting, that I was saying oh, is not good enough. People were still aspiring to get them. So I was just like, okay, well, um, why should I be depressed because of this? It's just a loss. I bounced back from it. And eventually, within a couple of months, uh, things happened, things turned around. Sorry? And I was better. Okay, I just wanted to add. So what you said, so you know when I said when I said the worst day and everything and what I, you know, I didn't really you know, I just glossed over it and what Emmanuel said. So at that point when it happened, or even a few weeks after I thought I wasn't gonna plan events ever again in my life. I, I was depressed, I was sad, I thought there was I was the worst person in the world. I've been doing this for and that was about 14, 13 years. So this is so I just said, you know what, hey, I'm not doing it again. Bye bye. You know, everybody go away, you know, and everything. But I had to dig deep, you know, you know, since digging, and then also surrounding myself, and I'll tell to anyone surrounding yourself with the right people also matters. So when you have the right 
people that care about you, support you exactly, and want to see you do well. And they tell you, you know what, dust yourself up. Because I've had those kind of... Those days, I've had days where I've gone to hide. This was five years into the business. I went to hide. I was hiding from a client. And the client's husband said, why are you hiding from my wife? Come on. It's a mistake. Things happen in life. And I said, yes, sir. So dust yourself up and start running your business. What's wrong with you? You know, and that was my late pastor. You know, so, so many times you need people that will also speak to you, speak for you, and encourage you. You know, you need people around you. So I think I, when you said that, I wanted to just point that down. That that's when they say, don't say that you're alone. Or don't say you're an island. You need people that will also, you know, ginger you, really. You know, and so. That it's amazing helps. because when you talk about things like this, you then realize that, see, look, I'm not the only one that, you know, yeah. that has failed or that has these challenges. Yeah. When people begin to talk about the challenges that they face, I think that, you know, I would not say encouraging, but, you know, you just feel it's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, not yeah. alone. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, we should also do, um, you know, as entrepreneurs or, you know, as business owners, you know, talk about these things. So you don't know who you're, imagine, you know, if someone, you know, someone that was older in the industry, I don't know if there's anyone older in our own industry, but let's just assume, right, um, and then someone was facing, oh, sorry, she was facing that, and there was someone that had gone through that um, scenario and said, no, this is just a phase, right? You'll be fine. I think that will be um, encouraging. So, yeah. yeah. So, what was your own worst day experience? So, for me, I would say that it was um, sometime last year. And I, it, to even say this now, I, you know how they say, like, blessing, but, you know, in a way. So, we were even not overwhelmed with work. So, it was like a good, I bet they say it's at like it's like a, a good problem, problem right so and then we had three staff resign on the same day oh wow it was like that was the first time in my life that i said ah maybe i should just be housewife i should, <laughs> I should just be somewhere or you know on the beach and be <laughs> sipping something you know and just enjoy my life and just forget about it. it was really bad and so because we were short staffed at the time and you know we had like lots of projects so when we got out of lockdown i think that people then realized that oh my goodness my house isn't so because they are now staying in the houses mm. 24 hours you know um, some people now needed like home offices they needed you know so it was just so as we just as the lockdown was eased we just started having people you know call us back to back to back and so we didn't structure properly so the team members you know were you know we were we were worn out you know um and so i think it took us like three months you know, so we're making mistakes. To, to rebalance. To rebalance, do you understand? So um, it was just so till we closed, right, in December. We just had, like, issues there and there. So I would say that that period, it was really, really tough. Um, and, you know, looking at it now, it's, like I said, it's a good problem. And But how do you then say that that's, like, a worst, but it was the worst? Because <laughs> you wake up, you sleep in, at night, and you wake up in the morning and just hoping that, you'll be tired and hoping that you don't have, like, WhatsApp messages from different yeah. clients, you know, eating you bass boats, it was yeah. really, really bad. And so, moving on, after we went to Jara, you know, cool down our head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in January, you know, we had to re-strategize, you know, so that this, so that this doesn't happen again. And again, that's, that comes to, you know, learning from mistakes and, you know, understanding and knowing, you know, what to do. And then we re-strategized and, you know, I think that we are a lot, a lot, a lot better um, now. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, everybody here, has gone through failure. <laughs> and apart from failure, you've actually said, I'm, I'm not doing this. Yes. I'm not doing it again. Yes. What was the turning point decision, the turning point job, the turning point client that spun everything around for your company? That made you say, I'm not doing it again. No, 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 no. Like, turn it around, like, oh. you know, 180, and say, ah, please, dear, we move. <laughs> like, you know, for example, I've spoken to some people, and they would just say the 80-20 rule applies to them in their business. They're like, I have, like, 300 clients, but they are two like this. <laughs> eh? They bring 80% of my profits more than the other 300, you know? So, what is all... Some, for some businesses, they just made one right decision, and boom, they hit something and then just made, you know, millions of money, you know, or one got them into, like, this contract. So, what has that turning point decision be for, been for, you know, your experience as an entrepreneur? I can probably provide an example in the reverse. So, pre-opening, um, I reached out to my network. I said, this is what we're doing. This is our plan. Sent some sort of... Um, uh, but yeah, but exactly, kind of an overview, but with some sort of non-real or non-genuine photos like that, the kind of implied pictures, implied <laughs> theme. And then when we got some bookings through, we had a consultancy, a well-known international business, was our very first client on November the 8th, 2019. 
and it was that that was the sort of incentive or the drive or the, the determining factor that we had to be open by that date. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was 2 a.m. in the morning, the day that they were arriving, and I was there with my ground staff team hitting in bamboo to make the volleyball court in, in Jarrah, um, in the pitch black uh, with torches and all sorts, and we knowing that the electricians were coming in the morning, and we just got open, and by 10.30, 11 a.m., the consultancy started arriving, and they didn't know anything about that <laughs> 2 a.m. activity. Um, but it was that that was, again, It's that's the... Um, the encouragement you need or the motivation to sort of know that you have to reach it and you've got a you've got something to achieve out of it so i think ours was almost in the reverse it was like the booking came in and then we had to make yes. it work okay i think i'll give two scenarios um one is the reverse like him but a negative reverse actually <laughs> and then the funny thing is that this had to do with another resorts but I won't mention the name, <laughs> which is the way I'm grateful that you know resorts like there are, you know, have come up. And it's actually good that people get to copy you, but you still remain number one, Sha. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But so the thing is, um, we had this tour and then it was like so the way the resort sold it to us was like it's a fiesta. The, the resort is usually expensive, you know, to go to, but um um, well, to some people, Sha, and then they said, oh, okay, we're going to reduce the price on this day. You can come, you can have food, you can have music, you can have this and that at this reduced price, and you can sell to your clients. We didn't know that they were sending it to almost the whole of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is resort, you have to go by boat. <laughs> so on that day, they said, no, don't worry, we'll sort out the boat for you. Everything is going to be taken care of. And we got there, and then there were so many people. And we pride ourselves in giving our clients, you know, a great experience, mm-hmm. you know, and from the start, either from the boss or from the... It's not easy to do business in Nigeria, especially like service businesses, mm-hmm. because customer service is not something that a lot of Nigerian businesses are used to, you know. So we we want to always give them a great experience, right, from either the bus or the plane or, you know, the boat, wherever, whichever means of transportation we're using to take them there. We engage them right from start. We start, you know, you know, basically we engage them, we give them good experience, give them good food, everything. So that's how... We got there and only to see that people were actually fighting to enter the boat, you know, because people had been waiting for a long time for the boat to come. And when they got there at the jetty, people were like struggling to enter the boat and it was really, really bad. And at the end of the day, you know, clients give us a lot of it was it was terrible. It was a terrible experience that day. It was just raining for me. I don't know why, how I didn't even cry, you know. <laughs> when we got there again, there was now a long line for food as well. You know, these are things we would have sorted ourselves. Gotten our own food vendor, gotten our own boats. That's not hard, you know. We do it all the time. But they said, oh, don't worry, it's taken care of. Just come and with your clients and also. We sold it to our clients. Even gave extra perks, you know. We give them a swag goodie bag with things inside and, you know, just treated them well. Only for them to now start. A lot of people left too. You know, because kind of clients we have, they're like, no, we can't stay here and struggle for both. So they left. So you either refund us or... So we had to do a lot of refunds after that event. And it was just really terrible. So that experience, you know, made us know the kind of business we shouldn't even dip our hands into at all. You know, it made us know that your clients are coming for a great experience. So you have to take this experience thing very, very, very seriously. And then second one quickly, I'll just say is, um, a friend of mine from secondary school, she's into this business. It's actually like a network marketing business, but they have a lot of people. And we've taken over, like, I think close to 400 people from them on trips. We once took, like, 108 to Ethiopia and Dubai. Yeah, and then we've taken 40 to Mauritius. 40 just came back two weeks ago from Zanzibar. So we've taken, like, and then we still have more bookings from them. We've taken several of them to Benin Republic. So, like, and she's a friend from secondary school, and we even got into a fight once, but she came back to us. She used another another (laughs) talk company, you know, because we had a fight. And then she tasted, and, you know, (laughs) they went to a country, and then they were like, ah, no, this will not treat us. And then they came back to us. She was like, okay, let's settle our fight. Just, (laughs) yeah, so... That's that for me, my own experience, like the turning point, and that's why in business I'll say that do not take anything for granted. Do not hmm. take any opportunity, any client, any job. Do everything like it is your best. Yes. It was just a, we delivered two beds, just two guest beds hmm. to a client. If I was on the day of delivery, I realized that it was one in Koi, and I was like, ah, you'll have charged this person. <laughs> but anyways, um, so we did that, and I think six months after, um, the guy, I don't know, I don't know who he is, you know, I know how people are, you don't know who their networks are, and then, you know, um, so all I just, 
he called and he said, are you available to meet me in Ikoyi in the next 15 minutes? I was sleeping on my bed in Ikati. I've not had my bath. I said, don't worry. I shall be there. Anyway, long story short, we got there and, you know, he had another friend. Call long story short, before we knew what was happening, I was put on a five-star hotel project, which we worked on for about two years here in um, Lagos. And from that job alone, every time we have like a big ticket project, once I say we were on that job, there is no project that's We've mentioned that we've um, said like that, that they will not give us the project. Mm. So I would say that that was like a really big turning point for um, our business. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I would say I'm still looking for the turning point. But really, I, I think as humans, we just aspire to more every single time. I mean, yes. uh, but we should be more grateful about what we have. Uh, I would say, but for me, it's it's been revolving. I mean, clients come, clients go. Sometimes you have some clients and you're like, ah, thank God for this client too. Ah, I don't think I'll ever have any other better clients. And then the next year, nobody's yeah. calling you again. And next year, next thing you hear, somebody just sends you an email and it's even bigger than, yes, far, yes. far bigger than what you've done. I'm not like, okay, okay. Well, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think we should just be yeah. a bit more grateful. Lastly, what would your current entrepreneur self tell your first-year entrepreneur self? <laughs> <laughs> Take the risk. Like, done is better than perfect. Mm. we're always waiting till it's perfect like everything is you know laid out everything is perfect before we dive in but just do it you see people when you now open instagram for example you just see people doing things that you thought about and you're like i could have done this you know i could have done this better i could have yeah so but you didn't do it yeah so the thing is done is better than perfect so just do that thing you're afraid of and then don't be too scared like fear is there are so many fabulous things on the, on the other side of fear. Like those things that we're scared of, like launching a particular project or, for me, selling a trip, thinking ah, people may not have the money to pay, you know, it's pandemic, people just came out of pandemic mm -hmm. and I'm putting this price, you know, now we just step pricing in dollars. Because mm. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, like, our international mm -hmm. vendors price in dollars, so mm -hmm. we have to charge in dollars too. So, um, we're like, ah, will people pay? But people are paying. So, you don't, just do things, you know, do it afraid. Mm. That fear will be there, but just do it afraid. So those are two things I'll tell my younger entrepreneur self. So. I'll just say cons consistency. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. Be consistent. Just be consistent. Yeah. Like, yeah. the first, you can consist. Ah, no, you know how some people will it say? It changes everything. It changes, yeah. like, you know, because there, there will be a breaking point. Now, yeah. I'm not saying, there's some businesses that from start, is dead, on, dead on arrival. Like know. in this generation no, now, you cannot say you want to be doing typewriting business. No. Exactly. You can't. Exactly. You understand? Even if you are consistent. Even if you are consistent, <laughs> you can't make it. You understand? So, um, but I'll say that, you know, consistency is very key. Because, yeah, let me just even end it like that. Mm -hmm. I think mine's a bit of a contradiction. I'd say um, take your time, but start. And from my own experience, I went through a kind of corporate experience first put aside some money, had some savings, and then did our project. Mm. I think, obviously, if you want to mm. be eager or start quicker, there's mm. back to the conversation around investors and whether you want that third-party involvement and that type of thing. But from my own side, like I mentioned at the start, it took two or three goes to, to get a business that then made sense. And mm. for us, this is now making sense. So, um, yeah, take your time, but, but get started. Mm. And I would say, don't give up. Mm. Now, don't give up. You know, you've give, you give an example, so don't give up. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to, you're going to, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to cry, mm -hmm. but don't give up. And you know what you said about being consistent, consistency. You know, when you talk about that turning point decision, I realize that even for all our clients that we've gotten different turning points is because we're consistent in a particular area. And that's the consistency, the saw that let them come to us. So be consistent and then also understand your niche. Where do you want to play? You can't be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Uh, well, last but not least, what I'll say, I have so many things to say because I've learned so many, <laughs> so many things, things across just my short period of uh, doing business. But I would say um, it's better to be part of something than all of nothing. Mm -hmm. That's what I would mm -hmm. just have to say. 
Yeah. I've had a really, really good time talking with all of you. Thank you so much for coming to speak. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like the lot to actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Please, cheers. We can now drink. This is Live Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Live Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise.